Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Franny Benali. This is Klaus Lundekram. I'm Matt Letizia. Dean Hammonds here. And you're listening to In That Number. Here is with me, Kevin, the Moscow Mush Milverton, and Ray Hunt. Find me on Twitter at Moscow Mush, and my co-host Ray Hunt at Ray Hunt 84 Follow the show at Number Podcasts on Twitter, in that Number Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. If you've got any questions for the show, if you can be bothered, send us an email to inthatnumberpodcast at gmail.com. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes, or wherever it is you get your podcasts. Share, subscribe, and give us good vibes. Let's go. Welcome to In That Number. I'm Ray. He's Kevin. Say hello, Kevin. Hello, Kevin. This is episode 138. What title, Mush? We are going with Small Villa. Small Villa. Yeah, I'm very pleased to be with you here today recording the pod. And there's been news of sackings just before we started recording the the pod. But uh, speaking of sacks... Support for In That Number is brought to you by Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewel. Manscaped have launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. Join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped. For all our listeners, we have a special exclusive offer just for you. 
20% off and free worldwide shipping using the promo code IDN20 at manscaped.com. That was smooth, wasn't it? Very smooth, yes. Yeah, very special episode this week. Uh, the Moscow Mush joins me in person, as he as he mentioned. Uh, we're going to be discussing the Aston Villa game from Friday night. Yeah, good couple of days, Kevin. You've been over here. Yeah, definitely. It's been a time to remember. <laughs> yeah, good company, good food, and definitely good drinks. <laughs> yes, certainly. Yeah, not just me, but also uh, Tim Byzance and uh, <laughs> yeah. Mrs. Tim. And Mrs. Tim, yeah, yeah. Abby, yeah, um, yeah, it was great. They've they've been over as well visiting, and we all went to the to the Aston Villa game together. So it was, yeah, so all good, all good stuff, um, and the result as well, which was uh, wasn't expected. It's the icing on the cake. It was the icing on the cake. Yes. Um. By the way, um, I've just had my booster shot, uh, but for some reason, the nurse made me get it in my leg. No way. Yes, she did. Yeah, I feel fine, but my Pfizer killing me. <laughs> Good that's good yeah um tim will not be joining us this week because he's actually on his travels he's in york right now or traveling to york and as we've said yeah him and his wife have spent the last few days with us in in southampton but yeah they're carrying on with their european travels now i think where are they going after this they're going to york uh then they're going to scotland scotland and uh, then to germany that's right yeah it's a bon voyage yeah absolutely yeah um but but you personally have another well, wow, it always seems to be busy for you, doesn't it? And this is no exception. Travelling back to the UK, yeah, it's always a pleasure to see you. And what are you doing for the rest of your trip? Um, I'm working tomorrow and then I'm flying back to Moscow on Tuesday. That's a shame. It's just a, a long weekend. Yeah, that's good. Um, but before we get into the news, uh, a quick reminder. If you appreciate what we do uh, and you feel you'd like to buy us a pint, then please head to buymeacoffee.com forward slash in that number. Might be a while before I have another pint, right? <laughs> Yeah. Um, shall we get into the ITN news, Mesh? Let's do it. This is ITN in that number news. Okay, uh, first bit of news. Uh, Livramento been nominated for uh, Premier League's Player of the Month for October. Yeah, um, well deserved too. Well deserved. Did you hear what um, what Ralph had to say about it? I, I can read you a quote out if you like. He says, um, I want to calm the situation a, a little bit down. Uh, in the moments, it is better for young players. We want to give them good, calm atmosphere to be able to develop his game. So I guess he's just kind of like trying to hush the hype on him a little bit because it could, it could have a... We want to keep him. Uh, we want to keep him as well, but it could have a negative effect on him. It could let it get to him a bit, I guess. He doesn't seem the kind to believe his own hype that much. I think he's he's quite a hard worker. Yeah, I mean, he's still he's still working in um, the Dancing Man, so he's still got those. <laughs> yes, yeah. If if you do go into the Dancing Man, um, and you spot uh, a guy who's an absolute dead ringer, Bettino Libramento, <laughs> you'll know exactly what we're talking. So about. much that Kev was calling Tino, Tino, as he was coming. That was you. <laughs> that was you. <laughs> But yes, um, not only is Tino up for, for player of the month for the Premier League, but uh, Shea Adams' goal of the month against Watford is up for it. Again, well-deserved. Indeed. I don't know. Who are the other nominees? Do you know? Oh, who gives a shit? Um, James Ward-Prowse called up to the England squad again. Probably undeserved, I guess. Um, well, he was all right yesterday. Friday. And Friday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Um, and there's a Saints pop-up store. You probably probably know. It's, it's opened up in the Marlins. It's... It's where the Disney store used to be, and it's going to be open till Christmas. So if you do want to get in there and you don't want to park at the stadium, go and check it out. Franny was there on Thursday, I believe. 
um, for a little book signing, meet and greet thing, which was nice. Which I did go to, and you you weren't here at that point, were you? I wasn't, no, but um, I, I did get a signed copy of his autobiography. Thank you very much for that. You did, oh, but the, and we we did we did meet up with him a bit later on, and we they, bumped into him. Yeah, we I bumped into more. I mean, he he just keeps following us around. To be honest, he can't get. He asked business. us for a photo again. Yeah, <laughs> it smells beautiful. It does, yeah. Um, and also, Kev, there's news. I mean, you brought it up just before, uh, just at the start of the show about uh, another sacking. Mm. There's been two sackings this weekend, but uh, most notably the the Dean Smith of Aston Villa. He's gone. Breaking news. I didn't really think that that would happen this early. but um, So you don't agree with that? I don't particularly care, to be honest. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about Villa, but they have <laughs> lost five matches back to back. But, I mean, they've stuck with him through worse periods. It just seems, yeah, yeah, a bit premature. But I, I guess does. at this level, you you know, you have to, you can't lose five straight. I'm sure we have in the past, but you know, and God, we went through a period where we hadn't won for God knows how long many months. But yeah, maybe a little bit premature. He just but... doesn't have the back in the board then. No, clearly not. Whereas Ralph does. Um, should, should we talk about the loans? Loanies. Go on. Uh, Kane Ramsey, his crew. Uh, at home to Doncaster on Tuesday night, they drew 1-1 and Ramsey was still MIA. Um, he suffered a malleolus muscle injury and it lies between the tibia and fibula, if you're wondering. They kicked off their FA Cup campaign on, on Saturday at home to Leek 2 Swindon. Mm. Uh, and they got beaten 3-0 at home. Shit. That's embarrassing. Mm. That, that, is, that, that is embarrassing. Swindon have been having awful problems um, this season, haven't they? I mean, they were close to going out of business, weren't they? Yeah, but they're um they're they're doing quite well in League Two at the moment though they're they're flying quite hard. But you know, there's no way a team in League One should be losing at home three 0 to a you know a team that's in the division below them. It's just it's just not it's just not cricket. <laughs> uh, and Dan and Lindelys Lincoln, uh, they began their FA Cup first round on Saturday at home to Bowers and Pitsy of the Isthmian League. Uh, any ideas where Bowers and Pitsy play? Essex? Somewhere. It is an Essex, yeah. yeah Pitsy, yeah. Uh, they won 1-0, though, uh, and Lundaloo played the whole game and he picked up a booking. Uh, as is the tradition. As is the tradition, yeah. Uh, Will Ferry, his Crawley, they also kicked off their FA Cup first round campaign at home to Tranmere Rovers. Uh, and Ferry was named on the bench, but he came on on the 71st minute to no avail as they lost 1-0 to Tranmere. And yeah, they're sliding, aren't they? Kevin, we have our player and goal of the month to announce this week. Are you going to do the honours? I am. Oh, and good. I'm perfectly prepared for this, as I've been tracking the results non-stop since we put the poll out on match day. So, start with the goal of the month. Mm -hmm. We had the four options. Uh, che Adams' goal against Watford and three others. <laughs> Who do you think won? <laughs> uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go Shay Adams. It, yeah, eighty-eight percent. Eighty-eight percent. Yeah, uh, I'm not even gonna do the honours of uh, reading the rest of them out. Um, and player of the month. Uh, this was a bit closer. Uh, we had Che uh, Adams, Tino Livramento, Armando Broya, and Mohamed Salisu. And Tino just edged it with forty-five percent of the vote. Oh, that is closer than I thought. Actually, mm. Salisu thirty-seven. Wow. See, now it could have been Salisi Breyer or Livermento, to be honest, because Breyer's been on fire. Salisi's been on fire, really, as well, hasn't he? I oh, guess. Yeah. He got back to his goal scoring ways. He scored, yeah, two goals in a week, but only 3% of the votes for Shea. Mm. I guess it just means that the others have been playing, playing fantastic. It's a good thing. Yeah. So well done. Yeah, well done. Thank you, Kevin. I hope that uh, both of them get their respective prizes in the official Premier League 
Yes. I'm sure that they won't. No, they won't. Of course they won't. <laughs> uh, the B team, Kev, uh, they had three wins in a row with uh, Dave, Dave Horseman's B team. They, they thumped Villa and they were third place at the time. So 4-0, they beat Villa. Nathan Teller returned to the Bs uh, with a goal from the spot. Uh, Thierry Small with his first and a two from Lewis Payne, although technically one of his goes down as an OG now, I think. But let's just give it give it a win. Do you remember what I said last week, that we had the chance to smash Villa twice in a week? Uh, you did, yeah. We didn't exactly smash them at St Mary's. But, but uh, aggregate five, right? Yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> yeah. um, and they played Newcastle midday on Friday, and unbelievably, they made it four in a row. That's uh, five games undefeated, a 5-0 win this time over Newcastle. Kazima Legby with a brace. He's doing really well this season. He's banging the goals in top scorer. Uh, Thierry Small with his second in as many weeks. And Lewis Payne again with another to add to his brace against Villa. And a first goal for Dinao Samiu. Uh, they went from rock bottom, Kevin, having no hope. We were actually talking about Horseman. What, what's he doing? Mm. Uh, and they're now eighth. Wow. Yeah. And they're, they're a win off of third place now. So that, it's gone from Bojack out to Bojack for manager of the month. Yeah, in the Premier League as well. He still kept his job and Dean Smith didn't. So, you know, yeah. <laughs> incredible turnaround. It's good stuff. It is good. Mm. Um, and the women's haven't played since the 3rd of October, but they are playing at 2pm today against Ipswich Town in the Cup. And Ipswich are the team that's actually, you know, they've won every single one of their games so far. So it's just a goal difference thing. It's 0-0 at halftime. I'll maybe give you an update later on if we can. Yeah, um, right. Uh, should we go into the Villa game then, Kevin? Oh, yes. This is Klaus Lundekvam, and you are listening to In That Number. OK, then, Aston Villa from Friday night, firework night. Uh, another massive win, another 1-0 win. Who cares, really? I mean, it's 1-0. It's, you know, the table shows three points. and So that's 10 points from a possible 12 over the last four games. It's impressive. Yeah, that's, that's the Leeds win, the Burnley draw, the Watford win, and now Villa. So, again, at the same time, we should be expecting points against those teams, right? Because you look at that. I mean, if you were to go back and like look at those those run of fixtures, 10 points would have been a bloody good one mm. to try and take off of them. And But they still have to do it, right? Because don't forget, like Leeds and the double on us last year. Villa beat us at home last year. So, okay. Yeah, you are beat us. Yeah, and... We, you know, we, we did the double on Burnley, I believe, last year. But it's still, you know, whatever, whatever way you slice it, it's an improvement. It's definitely an improvement. Definitely. Uh, and, and just, you know, very important at this stage of the, uh, of the season with the international break coming up, it was important to end it on a high. And we've done that. Uh, and it's, so it was 1-0, yeah. Adam Armstrong after three minutes. That was it. Enough of the three points. Another narrow win, as we say. But it should have been more. But Martinez was just... Oh, he was class on some of those some of those moments. Without him, it would have been three 0 Yeah, although you can't really, you know, the, the Stuart Armstrong one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it's kind of becoming a tradition that one player has to miss an absolute sitter. That is it, isn't it? Mm. But the um, Armstrong Redmond. Yeah. Walcott. Adams with a header. Yeah. Yeah, I, I get that. Yeah, uh, and the changes then, Kev. There was there was just one change, and that was Nathan Redmond. He was out. Stuart Armstrong in. Uh, Stu with his first start of the season, and, and apparently Redmond was isolating, mm. which we didn't know at the time. We just thought it was a bit strange that he wasn't included. Broya was was back after that minor ankle injury, but Ralph remains with the duo of Shea and Armstrong. Were you surprised with that Broya didn't you know come straight back into the side? No, I think I'm Adams and Armstrong are starting to form quite a good relationship, and. I don't think it's worth breaking them up. But then again, you know, Broya 
he's been on fire, hasn't he? And he's been scoring goals and he didn't really deserve to be taken out. But I mean, if he's been out with fitness issues, there's no there's no need to put him in there. I mean, he did come on. Hmm. He had some minutes, which which shows he's not completely out of the picture. Ralph still was, is still thinking of him. But I mean, I did have to, I did think that maybe Ralph's protecting him a little bit because, you know, too much talk on him, on, on his red hot performances lately and it's just going to alert Chelsea, isn't it? A little, little bit more quicker that he's, Okay, maybe we need we do need to bring him back. Yeah, it's kind of like the tokens in fantasy Premier League. You don't want to play all at once. Yeah, <laughs> protect him a little bit from too much exposure. Maybe I mean, but I mean, it, you can't complain because it seemed to be the right choice and it done it done the trick, didn't it? Oh, yeah, there wasn't really much need for him. No, no, it worked. It's to say it worked nicely. And okay, Villa came out much better in the second half, and it was it was great to see Ralph change things up and you know go to a back frame bring. Lianco in, who's also been playing well lately. So everything that he did is working at the moment. A common theme that I've noticed, Kev, lately is um, those fast starts that we keep on getting straight on it, straight by the press. And just when they've got the ball, they're going forward. And okay, they haven't necessarily been finding the net early, but this time they did. Uh, it was so pleasing to see, especially because you were back and, and, you know, straight away, just settled down into your seats and, and Armstrong scores a worldie. Yeah, um, it was the complete other end of the pitch from where we, we were sat. That's usually the case. Yeah, <laughs> yes. All those uh, first half goals. But, um, yeah, even from there, it was just an unbelievable strike. It's it's Prousey who puts the ball in. Yeah, that was a bit more luck than judgment, really, wasn't it? Because he just kind of swiped it. Well, it's kind of, I thought it was like he was taking a free kick. Yeah. <laughs> Just um, and it, and it landed a bit too awkwardly for Che, and it just, and Matty Cash apparently. Well, yeah, just bounces off off of um, Matty Cash's ass, and yeah, Armstrong with that half volley, rocket, absolute banger. But it's yeah, just a great reaction hit, wasn't it? And that's his first goal, isn't Mary? It is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The other one was uh, good as It yeah. was, yeah. And that, <laughs> that wasn't a bad goal either. No, he's he's like Che, just just scores worldies. Mm. <laughs> um, and yeah, we've scored in each of our last five Premier League games now. And we're, okay, we're not scoring a lot, but we're scoring consistently. Can you say that? <laughs> yeah, why not? And um, we're racking up clean sheets as well, which is the important thing. That's what's what's pleasing. Mm. Yeah, that, that's it. And then, but it wasn't just a goal because I mean, from there, the pressure was going, wasn't it, for the first you know what ten fifteen minutes? And I guess Kyle Walker Peters was again used on the left hand side. And he was bombing it up the pitch. Wow, he was getting up at every chance that he had, and it was just more, it was just constant pressure, wasn't it, of possession without necessarily testing Martinez. Yeah, I mean, was, Villa didn't really get much of the ball in the first half. Uh, we weren't really under much pressure at all. Again, I say like, yeah, we didn't really have much to to, to see our end of the pitch. Um, <laughs> just uh, staring at uh, Tino's bum for most of the match, <laughs> but. Yeah, Tino, he, he he was great. Do you think he was? Mm. I, I thought it was one of the, the quieter games for him. Well, I mean, you know, being where we were, we managed to get a, a better look at him. But I think that main fight was between him and El Ghazi. Oh, yeah. And I don't know, was that, is that a points decision you're going to say? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, so there was a, a, a corner from us, wasn't there, that uh, Armstrong frankly makes a mess of it. Yeah just absolutely skies it. I mean, it's um, another great set piece in from Prowsey. Um, That's the, the, you say another. I don't think he was his set pieces are on point, really, apart from that one. In in this match? Mm. This one's good. 
that yeah aside from that one it was in it was in the danger right and they couldn't deal with it okay um yeah i mean what's what watkins does head it away but um <laughs> you say away well away to armstrong yeah. <laughs> uh, and yeah and we were kind of looking at this again this morning and yeah I, armstrong just times it quite badly he, rather than getting on top of the ball he kind of get, gets underneath it and puts it well nowhere near where he do you think that's because of lack of playing time, or did you think that was just a bad one? I don't know. I don't know what it is with um, that Ralph doesn't see in Armstrong's game in training. Is it just his overall fitness level, or mentally is he not quite back to maybe his... Maybe it's so. Yeah, well, I mean, we don't know what's going on behind closed doors, obviously, but um, there's a lot of reports saying that, you know, his fitness doesn't seem to be at it. I don't think he was bad at all on, on Friday night. No, he's, he's all right. Um, but it's quite telling that if Ralph's going to take you off early, that's generally a sign that something's not quite right. Well, I mean, I mean, he did have to change it up a little bit because when he come off, it was the second half, wasn't it? And um, uh, Villa were were a different animal at that point. Yeah. And Ralph just had to do something to change it up a bit. And but I mean, he could have taken Elianusi off, but he decided to take off Armstrong. It was fairly uneventful. Yeah, from him, wasn't it? Yeah, that, that's been like that recently, anyway, isn't it for him? Yeah, but um, Al Ghazi, Kevin, he picked up um, a yellow card for for a dirty tackle on Tino. Well, speaking of dirty tackles, support for in that number is brought to you in partnership with Manscaped, who have just launched the new lawnmower 4.0. The upgraded trimmer includes a multifunction on-off switch that can engage a travel lock, and you know, Ray. That travel that could come in handy because it's an ideal device to take with you when you travel. Have I not told you my Trans-Siberian story before? No, you haven't, Ken. No? Well, I was on a train going across Siberia and it does take a very long time, so you do need to shave. And I decided to shave my privates in the toilet sink of the train in the carriage and just using an ordinary safety razor. And, um, yeah, I hate to say it, but my balls just froze solid to the metal sink there. <laughs> and I won't bore you with all of the gory details, but it did involve half a litre of vodka and a very high-rate train conductor. So if you want to avoid hairy situations like that, you can do it with the Lawnmower 4.0, which also has a 4000K LED spotlight to help you get to those dark corners and four guard lengths for a more precise shave. Our listeners can get 20% off and free worldwide shipping using the promo code ITN20 at manscaped.com and your balls will thank you. Speaking of bollocks, uh, why wasn't Al Ghazi sent off for that second tackle on Tino? Well, I mean, yeah, the, the, the first one was bad enough. He mows him down. Mows? Speaking of mowing him down. <laughs> um, gets him in the ankle, doesn't he? Yeah. And then he does it again, what, about 10 minutes later? Yeah, just... In the knee. Yeah. And the ref just... He bottled it. it. He bottled it, completely bottled it. That's the only thing I can say. He knows he's in the book, and the whole point of the yellow card is to give you a warning. Like, don't try any shit like that again. El Ghazi does it. I'm the same person as well. Exactly. Well, I mean, that, like I said, that was a ding-dong battle between them two throughout the whole match. And, yeah, he gets away with that. And that just gives him the signal, like, I can do the fuck what I want now. 
what you can tell by the look on his face is that after he's made that tackle, he's thought, oh, shit, am I in trouble here? But like you say, yeah, he gets away with what he wants. And, and Ralph was absolutely fucking irate. He was, yeah. He didn't, he didn't, look, didn't look impressed. And then he goes and dives mm-hmm. in the penalty box. Like, that's a yellow card as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know how many times we've, we've said this. I mean, like, either it's a penalty or it's a booking. Exactly. And he didn't even tell you could see. I mean, you pointed it out to me how quickly Prousey pulled away because he knew what yeah, was going to happen. up before he was even on the floor. But what's the referee doing there? Why can't they look at that? I mean, they want to keep diving out of the game. This is a perfect example of it. You've been booked. You got away with another sloppy, dirty tackle. And then you go and, go and do shit like that. That is not on. And referees just, they just, they just bottle it. I mean... I think that if you start using VAR for yellow card decisions, it's going to slow the game down beyond belief. But you don't need VAR for that. No, but you don't even have to do that because that could be a penalty decision, right? Like I said, it's either a yellow card or it's a penalty. Go to VAR and let the referee decide whether it's a penalty or it's a dive. Yeah, it's one or the other. Yeah, But yeah, escape from two yellows and it was just a shameful act, really. Um, but... You know, Saints still pressure on. I mean, had a, had a few more chances. Nothing really much to write home about the um, James Ward-Prowse effort. That was a stunner. Yeah, it was. Yeah, and again, it's like another another shot that was just just like a free kick where it sort of bends towards the post, and it was an excellent save from Martinez to keep it out. Yeah, again, Martinez has it's been great. Um, I, I mentioned earlier about Livermore. I thought one of his quieter games, and I guess what I mean by that is that we're used to seeing him go on those little mazy runs, he picks the ball up and does that. He didn't do that much in this game. And I don't know if that's because Ralph has said, let's stick on Al Ghazi a little bit because he could be quite tricky. I don't know, but maybe I was, you know, maybe it was a little bit harsh, but I just don't think it was as effective. Even, you know, I've been saying for ages that the guy needs to move forward and play as a wing back because I really want to see him in that more attacking zone. Because he could add goals to his game there, uh, not just like from set pieces like he did against Burnley. But um, yeah, he went he went to wing back when when Ralph shifted it a bit, and I don't think it again it didn't really help. I don't think there was anything for him that on the ball. I don't think he was that you know particularly effective. I mean, is that that state in the second half when we were on the defences there to protect the lead, and we were up against a, a barrage of, I mean, not Villa attacks, but they were making their way towards the box, but just not getting into the 18-yard box at all. And that, that's that, that's down to our, our back line lately, isn't it? Because you look at those players individually, you, you've got you've got Livermento, you've got Kyle Walker-Peters, you've got Bednarik and Salisu. All four of those lately have been playing well. Maybe not so much Bednarik, but together, we're keeping these clean sheets and not allow, we didn't allow Villa to get anywhere in the box, apart from when Al Ghazi took a dive, but yeah, you said it. Taking shots from outside the box is all they had. Yeah. And not not that great, really. I mean... No, one... I mean, I think El Ghazi probably had the, the most shots and most of them went up into Rose Z. Or it, it straight at McCarthy. Or, yeah, know. McCarthy didn't really have much to do. No, that's the way we like it. So, yeah, but I mean, they had one shot towards, towards the end um, which just pounds away. Again, yeah. El Ghazi, but um, yeah, the end card. Mm-hmm. He's quite an interesting option now that you can put him in the middle of a back three. I guess you can trust him more than you could in that first out against Sheffield United, yeah. 
yeah, I mean, looking at the performance against Chelsea, he's got that sort of grit and discipline. He's a, yeah, he's, he's going to be a fan favourite, I think, if he just gets more 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 playing playing time. Mm. Um, but yeah, because I mean, we we bought Lianco on for Stu, didn't we? When things were well, when Villa were looking threatening or looking like they could possibly get back into the game, you know, went with a back three, shifted uh, Walker Peters and, and, and Livermento to that wing back role. But there was a moment that you brought up with me that you you thought that Villa were a little bit hard done by the penalty decision, uh, the the Paul shirt remaining on Mings. What do you what do you think about that? I think it's borderline. And so if that if that's given, we're hard done by, and if it's not, Villa are hard done by, and it's Romeo who's pulling at Tyrone Mings's shirt, pulling him off. Yeah, <laughs> not not quite that far. But, I mean, he gets a tug at him, and it, I don't know. It's difficult to tell. I mean, it doesn't stop him from um, from jumping for the corner. No, he still jumped. Yeah, he still jumped. But I just think that he's taken out a bit of the spring that he he would have jumped higher and could have got to the ball um, rather than should have done it. Should have. It. <laughs> well, yeah, I, you can push away at Romeo as much as you want, but uh, yeah, Romeo's just one of those players who, who somehow gets away with these kind of things. Well, I will say one thing though that. You get those, you, well, you get those shirt pulls on every single corner, and if you were to stop and look at that all, all the time, that would slow the game down a lot as well. Did VR look at that? No, 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 I don't think they did. But I mean, if they were to Mike say, Dean was on that. Oh, Mike Dean would have given that straight away. He wouldn't even have needed to look, would he? But he probably would have done just to piss us off some more. So this is what I can do. I have the power. But yeah, it looked like Villa were carving out more and more. But like we mentioned, he wasn't really testing Maka enough. Uh, and then there was a moment when uh, when, when Twan Zabi he picked up a yellow for for a tackle on Adam Armstrong. It was a pretty cynical one, really. And then the ensuing free kick was whipped in by by James Ward Prowse and, and a Shea Adams header. That's going top bins. It was, but the save that's world class. Yes, yeah, just just the fingertips. Yeah, but yeah. After that, it kind of just fizzled out. Yeah, I guess it did. Like a fireworks night sparkler. <laughs> That's good. Um, I just wanted to ask you, really, Kev, is this is this like a game plan that Ralph maybe ha- is using on purpose, or maybe could use? You know, you start the games well, start off strong, you go one up, you get your goal, and then you sit back, you rely and depend upon the defence at the moment. Realistically, can we keep doing this? It's been working for us so far. But at some point, we're going to need to score more goals, right? Because we're going to be coming up. I don't mean any disrespect to Aston Villa, but we're going to come up against some stronger teams that are going to find the net. Like Liverpool quite soon. Liverpool quite soon. Yeah, I'm not too worried about Norwich, especially they haven't got a manager at the moment. Yeah, that's, that's uh, quite good timing for us, isn't it? Oh, well, I suppose it's the international break. They've got a couple of weeks to get something sorted, haven't they? But yeah, it, it, is that a game plan, do you feel, that Ralph is using or maybe could use? Uh, yeah, well, the 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 Schweiz house arrived basically. Park the bus. And yeah, shit house your way to a one 0 win. This result, one 0 against Villa. I mean, you can quite safely say that it should have been two or three nil, were it not for a great performance from their keeper. And against Watford, also one nil is a scoreline that definitely flatters Watford because we had all the chances in that match. Yeah, and just you know, weren't accurate enough. So I, I don't don't think it's you know the plan is just just score one and hold back because 
that's not really what we've been doing. It's just the results we've been getting. But I mean, if we do need to do that, I mean, we did it against Liverpool last season, didn't we? Danny Ings scored early. We, uh, yeah, you can you can understand that, and against Man City as well. But games like this, I mean, you don't expect them to, to do that at Norwich next week. You go one nil up early, mm. they're going to keep going, right? But if Villa aren't interested for you know, 20, 30 minutes of the match, you know, well, why why not just uh, try and protect the lead? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, three points, it's fine. I'll take it. And as I said, yeah, there's, there's an international break now, so done what we needed to do. You know, ended with a I say a big win. We ended with a win. Mm-hmm. A big in terms of the, the you know. The, Moved us nicely up the table. Uh, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, moved up the table, and you know we got we have to look to extend it now um, with a win at Norwich after the break. Um, but I want to discuss um, a player today, uh, Adam Armstrong. Uh, he started his Saints career off with a bang, didn't he, in that first game against Everton? And although he's you know he's always going to be hard working, you know what you're going to get from him, which it's what I guess is what Ralph expects for every player to be able to do. But he, he kind of like, I don't want to say slowed down. He just kind of like, he's became ineffective and he lost his place to Broya. Mm-hmm. I mean, and he started scoring in in both in the cup and in the league. He comes back in after Broya's injury, keeps his place, scores a cracker here. What what next for him now? What is it? Is it going to be much of the same against Norwich? Him and, him and Adams partnering and just Broya's just going to have to wait again. Because Adam Armstrong was good on Friday night, not just because of the because of the goal, because he just seemed more involved. I thought. Yeah, I mean, said before, um, he had a great game against Watford too, and he was doing everything but score. That's that's correct. And yeah, now he's doing everything and scoring. Wow, he scored. <laughs> well, <laughs> let's hope that it's the case that it's a trend that's going to continue. Yeah, because he he's not stopped pressing, he's not stopped running, has he? he and he, you know, he has that striker's instinct because of that goal. Mm. It doesn't matter who you're playing against, whether you're playing against a Championship side or a Premier League side. When that ball came to him, he hit it, and there's nothing you can do about that. So that's the striker's instinct. He's got it. Mm. So yeah, I'm just hoping that we can uh, oh, a hat trick against Norwich would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't jinx it this early, man. <laughs> um, do you have any stats, Kev? Um, I've got the basics. Fifty-six uh, percent possession. Uh, we had just nine shots to their fourteen, uh, but we both had three on target each. Uh, Ten corners to their eight, and twelve fouls apiece, which is unusual because, I mean, not unusual. It seems strange to me because I thought that they were playing it quite dirty towards the end. Yeah, yeah. you said three shots on target mm. each, and they had 14 shots in total, but most of those were from outside the box, weren't they? We've mentioned all three of those shots on target, haven't we? Yeah, mm. yeah, exactly. And, and theirs? <laughs> Not particularly memorable. Well, that's it, yeah. With that more possession, you get more touches, you get more passes, and we had all that. And did you know that we didn't have any offsides? We were never offside in that game. Oh, we didn't bring Shane Norman. No, we didn't. No. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that it really, really worked against them anyway, forcing them to take those those long-range efforts and not really causing any issues. Uh, Bednarik and Salisi, solid, good. Yeah, and um, yeah, Lienko for his time on the pitch. He, he was in there for quite a while. And the, the midfield duo that became a trio uh, towards the end of the match when Diala came on. Mm-hmm. Very solid. I mean, just you know, breaking up play to the extent that they really didn't know how to deal with it. 
This is what we've been craving for from Ralph, though, isn't it? Changing things on the fly like that. Because he's yeah. not really, he's been criticised for not doing that, bringing his subs on too late and just, just like to like. Sticking to the 4 2 2 2. But I think the difference in what he's been doing more recently is just because we've been, we've had a lead to protect. When, yeah. Because mm. when, we're, when we're a goal behind, uh, he likes to stick to that 4 2 2 2 and just uh, mm. try and press his way out of it. Yeah, that's, Which yeah. Knackers everyone out. And then when we do go a second goal down, it's all lost. What happens if we go two up? What does he do then? Six to back. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you know it was the earliest that Villa have conceded a goal and then gone on to lose in their Premier League history? Didn't. <laughs> uh, man of the match, Kev. Uh, yeah, we did just talk about the midfield and I, I really don't know why. I think it's going to be an unpopular opinion, but it is nonetheless mine. Uh, just from observing his performance... Um, Tino, Tino was good um, it's the first time I've seen him play in the flesh and I liked what I saw but I don't know why he stood out so much to me but Oro Romeo I mean he, the, the way he was getting on players and uh, yeah, that, that tug there I just think it, it, it was cheeky and he got away with it and I can't really explain it but I was mesmerised with him for the whole match his ball pate <laughs> just the way the fireworks reflected off his head um, <laughs> No, I mean, Armstrong had a fantastic performance. Um, like I said, sc- scored that goal. Um, Adam Armstrong, yeah. Yeah, Adam Armstrong, yeah, yes, yes. Yeah, Chewy wasn't really up to it, was he? Not man of the match worthy, no. So I mentioned earlier that, that, that Tino had one of his quieter games because um, he wasn't going on those runs as, as we've come accustomed to. But the stats on him were very, very impressive, actually. I can show you some here. Right, so I've highlighted Livramento. Looking at the stats, particularly on the defensive side, as I've mentioned, um, and I want to bring up what you said last week about you need, his defensive, defensively, he's not quite there. But he had Al Ghazi to deal with on Friday night, and he registered, like I said, the most tackles, most interceptions, most blocks. And you couple that with his pressing off the ball and his carries, which he also led the team with, probably a better performance than I gave him credit for. I didn't notice it. Well, but in spite of all that, I'm going to give it to Romeo as well. And I can't figure really? out why. Yeah, but but I don't, I don't know what it was. Maybe it was just because he looked the best. If you're looking at the, something on the eye test, you look at Romeo, it just looked, he, he just looked his usual hardworking self. He, he stood out on that eye test. Um, and I guess there's plenty of things that he does in terms of well, movement that don't really show up on the stat sheets. Um, breaking up the play, like you said, great tackling, great blocks, composed on the ball. And I just think he's the key player for us. And personally, I think he's much better than Hoiberg. Is he better? I think they work well together. So, uh, and he had that one shot as well. It was close. Um, picked up another yellow card. Yeah. Um, to add to his, his ever-growing collection. But yeah, uh, well, uh, Romeo for me. I thought he was great. Oh, wow. I didn't expect that at all. What did you expect? Probably Armstrong. What, Stuart? Just because he's Stuart. <laughs> it's it's going to be a regular feature, isn't it? Um, you have to call him Adam. Adam. Mm. But then you get confused of Adams. <laughs> yeah, which the Adams? <laughs> um, so at the time of recording, we were uh, 13th uh, with, with the same goal difference as Leicester and the same points as Everton. Uh, and we've got Norwich coming up, don't forget. Uh, Everton are at home to Spurs and Leicester away to Leeds on Sunday afternoon. Dean Hammond here. Thank you for tuning in to In That Number. Okay, with no Tim 
this week, as we mentioned. So we're going to have to do this ourselves, Kev. Are you up for this? Why not? <laughs> so Norwich City, we don't play until Saturday, the 20th of November, and that's a three o'clock kickoff. Uh, nickname? The Canaries. Yeah. Okay. Uh, famous fans, Kevin? Um, Delia Smith. Yeah. Bernard Manning. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> so I've got Stephen Fry. Oh, yes. He's yeah, often true. at Carrow Road. Uh, Peter Snakebite Wright, a darts player. Uh, Jake Humphrey. Mm. Um, I've got Hugh Jackman for some reason. Okay. Um, and I've got Mylene Class. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so Norwich then, Kev. We, as I said, we've got a big break before we go to, to Carrow Road. And that they seem to be, well, the whipping boys, I guess, don't they? And they're surely going down. You know, they just won their first game of the season though, against Brentford. Mm. Um, and then they sacked their manager. Beggars belief. You don't you don't agree with that either? Because I no. mean, we both like him, right? Yeah, I like Fucker. I mean, I I when they went down last time, I thought I like the style of football they play. They're just horrific defenders, just terrible at defending. Buki, when when he was firing all cylinders looked like he could be a force to be reckoned with but he's been kind of off the boil lately yeah he scored he scored from the spot against Brentford didn't he but yeah I don't know I just feel really sorry for him because I, I I quite like to see Norwich stay up I quite like to see him do well just you know he had his hands tied there I don't agree with the sacking but he just seems like such a positive positive guy um but they seem to be stuck and you know they're too good for the championship and Right now, they're not playing like a Premier League side. They're, they're certain to go down. But in terms of like recent results, okay, apart from this this Brentford one, it's been absolutely shocking. But is there anybody in this Norwich side that that you are worried about? No, if I'm being perfectly honest. I mean, Rashica looked reasonable yesterday. I mean, they, they've just they lost their best player this season. I'm really um, spent much in the transfer market. Mm, they've got Angus Gunn still. Uh, yeah, uh, how's he getting on? He's not playing mm. because because they've got uh, Tim Crow. He's doing all right, <laughs> yeah, as best they can, I guess. And they've they, they've got like Billy Gilmore from Chelsea, haven't they? But he he didn't play against Brentford, um, and they've got um, that American forward Josh Sargent. They brought him in. He seems like a good player. And as you said, Rashid Rashidza Rashidza, yeah, Max Aaron, yeah, and Brandon Williams, of course, on loan from Man United. He, he he's He's a pretty good player, but there isn't anybody there that we're going to be worried about. And I, I feel like Norwich are just going to be playing to survive now and try and, you know, just just put men back and not to concede rather than, you know, rather than score. Although, having said that, you know, they went on the attack against Brentford. Yeah, I mean, I just I don't see like, who who are they going to bring? Are they going to they have someone lined up? They must do to are get rid of it, get rid of him after that, I guess. I don't know. But um, predictions? Uh, we're going to win. A 2-0 Saints. Oh, 2-0 Saints. We're going to win 2-0. Uh, I've also gone for a 2-0, Kevin. All right. Um, and I don't know Tim and Alex because they're uh, they're away yes. at the moment. <laughs> uh, but Gemma is going for a 0-0, Kevin. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and what about Marina? Marina is also going for a 2-0 win. Oh, everyone's going 2-0 then. Wow. Not, uh, not Gemma. They're not Gemma, no. But we'll um we'll catch up with uh with Tim, Alex, Abby, and Caitlin uh, at another time. But but before we play, we've got plenty of time. Um, shall we hit the extra time, Kevin? Let's do it. Hi, I'm Matt Letitier, and thank you for listening to In That Number. Okay, I'll start with predictions then from Aston Villa. So I went one-one. 
you went 2-1 Saints, Tim went 2-2 and Alex went 2-1 Saints. So points for you and Alex, none for me and Tim. Uh, and that leaves the points now. Uh, at the bottom, Alex was six, Tim's on eight, I'm on 13 and you've pulled away a little bit more on 22, Kevin. So you're flying high at the moment. Yeah, I'm not going to rest on my laurels now. No, don't. don't. Um, why fours? It's a similar situation here. Uh, would you believe it? Marina was the only wife to predict the Saints win. Yeah. Um, so yeah, she picks up two points to put her on 15 and all the others have got 10. Okay, uh, super six then, Kevin. There was two. Obviously, there was this midweek as well. So round 18 was won by Ben Wyatt's second week in a row for him with 14 points. That's a good score. Uh, round 19 on Saturday was won by, well, it's a tie. We had Terry Lubbock, Tom Hennigan, Stephen McCullough, Colin Carter, and James Mitchell with six points. Um, the overall lead is Colin Carter on 174. Um, fantasy football, Kevin, do we want to do this? Of course we do. Um, shall I talk about my team? Yeah, if you like. Um, I've got Salah as captain who hasn't played yet. Me too. Mm. Uh, I've decided uh, to do that every week, so I you know, won't bother talking about it anymore. Um, Cancelo is in my team. He scored 14 points, and that was enjoyable. Wow. Mm. But still only 41 point total. you got a lot more to play, though. I think it's just, just Salah. Salah. Yeah, that's it. Oh, okay. So I've got Creswell still to play. He's on my bench. Um, and Salah. So I'm not going to be able to pick any more points off from you because they're playing against each other, right? Oh, so, I don't know. They well, can both yeah. score. I, my, yeah, I guess. But if for Salah to do well, Cresswell needs to do badly. And you've got Salah, so... Mm -hmm. um, anyway, despite that, I'm still in the doldrums of our Potters League. Um, yeah, not far behind you. And yeah, Oliver Boast and Freddie from the Adelian sides are last neck and neck. Wow. Neither of them seem to have had a particularly great week. Uh, looking at our big league, uh, it's David Phillips at the top provisionally with 729 points. Uh, Harco's Nottingham Forest with 720. And Chris Bonner is up into third place with 712 points. Okay, um, Kevin... Do you have a chant for us this week? <laughs> a chant? I do, actually. Yes. Um, I'm not one up. And we haven't mentioned the bastard, but um, the narrative going into this match was all about Danny Ings. And it then... was. And I did call it, by the way. Yeah, he goes and gets injured. Um, I did hear the fans shouting, are you watching Danny Ings? Mm. My chant for Danny Ings would go something like this. Danny Ings is a snake and a traitor. Danny Ings is too scared to play. Danny Ings is a snake and a traitor. Snapping hamstrings so he can't play. Very catchy. Yeah. And did you notice that I rhymed traitor with traitor and play with play? I thought that was very clever. Well done. You must have thought. Taken you, take, taken you? Wow. It, 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 it had taken me quite a while. <laughs> Some tip. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like some tip? <laughs> um, Kevin, do you have a Russian phrase this week? I do, I do. Predate. 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 And and what does that mean? Traitor. Traitor. It's the fifth of November as well. Gunpowder, treason, and 
Danny Ings. <laughs> a reminder, if you appreciate what we do uh, and you feel like you would like to buy us a pint, then please head to buymeacoffee.com forward slash in that number. Do it. Ah, yes. And if you're if you're feeling especially generous, uh, you can set up a regular donation and we have uh, some little goodies in store for anybody who does that. Got, we got, we're publishing a new calendar. That's what it is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yeah. So next week, we're, well, we're going to take a, a well-earned break, aren't we? And we're going to return on Sunday, the 21st of November. Uh, but so until then. Up the Saints. Up the Saints. Up the Saints. Up the Southampton. Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.